So we wanted to let you know on the big news. So we've talked about focus. We've aligned it with our business. We've brought it to you and we want to make sure that we're doing the same thing. And so now we have developed everything, moving ourselves all into multifamily. We've stopped our flipping. We stopped our other real estate businesses because that's what we align with. And that's what really allowed our business to grow was focus. And with that, we're transforming our podcast and starting a new podcast called the Multifamily Foundation Podcast, which is going to align with all of our goals, bring you that same actionable, great content with some golden nuggets you're going to have to check out, but it's all going to be multifamily focused. And you love it here. We have Multifamily Monday. But this podcast is going to stop. And within two weeks, we're going to be starting up Multifamily Foundation Podcast. We want you to go over there. We want you to like and comment and subscribe to the page because it's going to bring you everything you have of actual content, great guests. We're going to teach you how to underwrite, how to find deals, how to find the money, how to close deals, what to do once you find the deals. So there's going to be a ton of golden nuggets, especially in these first episodes that are coming out. So within a little under two weeks, definitely, definitely, definitely get ready for it. And if you want the updates, go over to our Facebook page, Multifamily Foundation Group. Get ready for this awesome, awesome launch. Multifamilyfoundation.com is our site. Multifamily Foundation Group is our Facebook page. So if you're ready for the Multifamily Foundation podcast, we'll see you soon. This is the Real Estate Foundation. Your show for massive action with proven results. Raise your life and your legacy with real estate. So before we dive into the show, we wanted to say thank you so much to all the listeners out there. It's always great to have you dive in with us on all these great topics we were to have able to have. And if you want to hear more about us, go to urusiholdings.com. You can find everything about us from projects we're working on, more about our team members, how we break it up, and all the resources we offer. And if you want to invest, learn more about investing with us there. Also, make sure to check out our multifamily meetup if you're local here in New Jersey. We run the New Jersey Multifamily Investment Meetup, and it happens to be every second Tuesday of the month uh, here in North Central Jersey. So if you're in Pennsylvania, New Jersey, New York, make sure to check it out. And lastly, if you want to learn more about investing in apartment buildings, go to multifamilyfoundation.com. All right, check out the show. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today. Well, hello again. Welcome back. Thanks for checking in with us. So great to be back with you. Thanks for always listening. Thanks for always checking us out. And of course, if you like what you hear, go over to iTunes. Give us a rating to review. It doesn't have to be five stars. We want to know what you like, what we can do better, what more content we can bring. But today, you're in super, we've got a great story. We're going to talk on a lot of different concepts. We're going to talk about lending. We're going to talk about multi investment. We're going to talk about property management. So many different things. We have Sonny Shakwala on the show. Hey, Sonny. Hey, Jason. Hey, Peely. How are you guys? Welcome to the show. So I did so Thank good you. saying saying your last name before, and of course you get on there, and I, I fall off the cliff. So 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 say it one more time, so we, we know that uh, I, I've done I've done this more than one time today. 
No, you nailed it. It's Shakawala. That's, that's what I heard. Awesome. Yeah, that's awesome, dude. So Sonny is a serial entrepreneur currently focused on managing a 45-unit commercial asset as well as building out a private money lending business. Sonny has grown his lending business from 100000 in loans originated in 2016 to over $2 million originated in 2018. Wow. He invests the bulk of his profits from both businesses into multifamily syndication with a select few trusted partners. Each deal sponsor specializes in a different market and asset class, which provides diversification in location, tenant base, and deal life cycle. Whoa, there's so much there. Thank you so much for being on, Sonny. Yes, Sonny. So talking serial entrepreneur, I know you were talking a little bit offline, how, how generally you know we work by ourselves a lot, right? And that, that's just part of it. Yeah. Sometimes we're like, we're in that isolated state. So talk to us about, you know, building out a team and how you've grown this business because yeah, I get it. You know, lots of times we have our own thoughts, our own ideas, and we're, we're, we're stuck to working with them until they can flourish and become something. So what are the projects that you've worked on? What, what has gained your focus and why did you transition into real estate? So I, I don't know if I would say I transitioned into real estate as much as I was basically born into real estate. Oh, nice. There you go. Uh, so the 45 unit commercial property that I'm managing right now is actually something that my sisters and I have inherited from our parents. And my parents are young and healthy and still around. But a few years ago, they tapped me on the shoulder and they were like, you know, it's time for, for you to step down from your corporate America gig and take over the family business. Uh, so that's kind of how I got into that. But I, you know, that, that my parents have owned that uh, commercial asset since I was, since I was born actually. So I grew up there, grew up with the employ the people that are still working there today. Most of them were working there when I was a, when I was just a little kid uh, and that thing runs itself. Right. So when my parents kind of tapped me on the shoulder to run it, I was like, you know, what, what value am I adding? Like, what am I doing here? Uh, so that's when I started thinking, what else can I do? Right. And I was locked in my office every day, reading books, listening to podcasts until I decided that I got to get out there and start networking. You know, that's how I met you guys. That's how I met people like Darren, who has his event in New York. Um, and I started reaching out to people on the pod, like people that were guests on these podcasts. So then I started learning more and more about what I like, what value I can actually bring to the table in terms of real estate investing instead of trying to go at everything myself. So that's when I started partnering with a lot of different people in a lot of different uh, fields of real estate. So this is mostly contrary to what happens in, in, in most lives, right? So parents don't typically tell people to, to quit their seemingly safe job and come back and, and do something, right? So have your parents always been entrepreneurial? And, and just talk to us about that because it's so different than what you hear. Parents are usually when, when, when their children go off to do something that's outside of the supposed norm, there's usually a moment of freak out session before it can actually fester and take take uh, action yeah so so we're indian and uh they own a hospitality business and i don't know if you guys know this or not but like 50 or 50 to 60 percent of hospitality industry is owned by uh, indian people in america and growing up my dad my both of my parents were always like get good grades go to a good school get a good job don't do what we're doing right? Like this will always be here if you need it, but we want a better life for you. We want you to go that nine to five, have your nights and weekends, enjoy your life. Cause, um, they fought hard, you know, to get it to where it is today. And it was a lot of work for them and they didn't want us to go through that. 
uh, they didn't want us to go through that like entrepreneurial struggle, I guess. But what I, what I think they didn't factor in is they removed all of that like hardship for, from us. Right. So when I did come in, when I did step into this business, uh, I didn't have to go through any of that to build, to build this business, but I am going through that now building a different side of the business. Right. So we have this commercial asset. That's basically like our bread and butter. And now I'm building out a private money lending business. Um, I'm investing in syndications to just bolster our monthly income. Um, I'm also doing flips in different parts of the country with trusted partners um, to generate more cash flow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, they didn't want me, they growing up, they didn't want me to come into this business right off the bat. They wanted me to get that good education, that good experience in corporate America. And when they were ready to step down, they kind of were just like, all right, you know, you did what we asked. Now it's time to, for you to like come in and I don't know, take this to the next step, I guess. Yeah, That's amazing. I want to stop for a moment and talk about what you said about they remove the hardship for you. Cause it just, it sounds like. So for a lot of the listeners out there, it might sound like you were handed this on a silver platter, but it's not that because your parents gave you the ability to choose. So your parents are actually what? They're like hashtag goals for everybody else out there because your parents are what we all want to be. Like Jason and I want to be able to hand our our children a business that they can choose, opportunity that they can choose to be a part of. So let's talk a little bit about the gratitude that you have, because it's like, I can, I can hear it in your voice, the gratitude that you have for your parents and what they gave to you. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a huge legacy to fulfill, right? So I have two sisters, um, both of them are older than me and like traditionally in, in our types of families, uh, these types of assets get left to the son, not really like, oh, you're going to get hundred percent ownership, but it's more like you're going to run this, you will take care of, you know, and you will take care of your sisters. Not like my sisters don't do anything. They both work. They both have good jobs. They're both, you know, uh, independent people. However, it's, it's kind of falling on my shoulders to build on what they've already built. And yes, uh, Peely, like you said, it does seem like they handed this to me on a silver platter and I'll be the first to admit that they kind of did. Right. It's like, I'm, I have a, leg up on basically everyone else around me, especially at this age. Uh, you know, I, I still consider myself pretty young. Um, I don't know. I just, I, I was put in a u- unique position and there's like this quote, like to whom much is given much is expected. Right. And I feel Bingo. like I can't mess this up. Yeah. So it's, it's a big, it's a big, I don't know. It's a big burden on me, but I'm so grateful for, you know, this opportunity and this challenge to, uh, extend my parents' legacy, basically, down to yeah, my kids, my grandchildren, yeah. And a, a ton of people get opportunity from from their parents and they, they don't seize it. They don't do any action with it. You can think of mm-hmm. a million different, you know, rich kids' stories where they fall off a cliff because they just, they don't use the advantages that have been given to them. So kudos for you. And, and the 45-unit building, like, what's the type of tenant base there? So it's a motel, so it's transient, right? So it's a awesome. daily we're yeah, we're just running a daily rental business <laughs> or like a nightly rental business. Yeah. Yeah. With cash flow. Beautiful cash flow. Yeah. Yeah. So, and you started building out your, your private money lending business. How did that first start? Did you come up with the idea or was it was an opportunity presented to you and you said, let me look into this? 
That's a good. So what what ended up happening was around the time that my dad asked me to step down from my job, uh, we had to do a refinance on our property. Our the current the loan the current loan at the time was coming due, so we had to do a refinance. And my dad, you know, we were kind of he was like, you know, what's what bank should we go with? What rate should we be looking for? What term should we be looking for? How much money should we cash out? You know, all these, you know, we're just like spitballing back and forth. And at the time, um, I think we had a 25% loan to value on our prop, like a 25% loan, loan to value on our property. And I was like, let's keep the debt as low as possible, but let's increase the LTV through a equity line of credit, right? Mm. So let's jump to 50%, but through an equity line of credit. So it's like, it's there if we need it, but we're not paying like any juice on it if we're not yep. using it. So he's like, okay, that's a pretty good idea. Let's do that. So we ended up uh, refinancing into a 50% LTV with 25% of like actual money that was replacing the prior loan. And 25% of it was in the form of an equity line of credit. That equity line of credit was at a really low rate. It was at like prime minus uh, 0.25. Wow. So what I do... Yeah. So what I do is essentially borrow from my equity line of credit and lend it out and I take the spread. Yeah. So it's, and it's pretty, I mean, I really like that model because a lot of times in a private money lending situation or definitely in a hard money lending situation, the lender makes uh, just about as much as the flipper and the flipper is the person who's taking on all the risk. Right. So like if you run your numbers the right way, uh, the the worst case scenario where the where the borrower slash flipper slash developer doesn't perform and you have your ducks in a row and you have your paperwork all set up correctly, um, that's actually like better than them performing. Because yeah, I might make ten percent if they perform, but if they don't perform, I get to take the asset back, finish it up myself, sell it myself, and if the underwriting that we had going into the deal actually uh, holds true, I'll make more money that way. So I haven't had to do that. But I just like the fact that there's, yeah, yeah, I haven't had to do, and I don't want to do that. I have, um, we've had situations where the borrower goes over on time. Like we'll have like a nine month term or a 12 month term and they'll go over for whatever reason. Like, uh, I don't know, days on market just ended up being too high. Uh, And we restructured the loan or we just, you know, okay, like one point extension fee or whatever whatever it ends up being. Um, You don't want to ever just let it go. Because if you want to do business with that person again, you don't want to set that bad precedent. Precedent, but um, yeah, I've never taken a property back. I'm not interested in. I'm not interested in taking a property back. I have zero, yeah, you know, general contracting skills or realtor like connections where I can you know dispose of that property quickly. So well, let's do the, the the four dummies side of lending so we can understand how, how are you. So are you investing outside of New Jersey or or lending outside of New Jersey? Yes. So how so, are you factoring in the, the people that you're lending to and then making note of the area to find that these weren't uh, your investment? So the people thing is always the toughest thing, right? That's always yeah, a, a bad performer can make a good deal go bad really quickly. So you need, so the, so the, the biggest hurdle to investing in real estate, I think is always the people. Um, and I think it comes down to networking with good people who have good reputations, right? So like right now, we're, we just, uh, two, two of my borrowers just listed a property in Philadelphia and man, they, they killed it. Like they bought the property for 80, 
they only came to me for construction for 120 and they just listed for 350 like and it, and it was and it was fast i think they did the entire project in like six months um and yeah they just listed the other day and these are two guys that i met from um one of our mutual friends matt right so we matt and i actually did matt faircloth and i did a deal back in philly um and it was taking a little bit longer to sell than we had originally expected and this realtor came in out of nowhere and was like hey i can sell this for you quickly and he did mm-hmm. and since then uh, that realtor and I have been in touch and he has a GC friend. So all three of us were like kind of partners on this, on this deal. And that's kind of like good people, know good people, essentially uh, rock stars, no rock stars, right. That's as they say. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, you got to find the reputable people and see who they like doing business with and add value somehow. That's amazing. I mean, this is something we talk about a lot is yeah. you're not investing in the deal. Well, you are investing in the deal, but you're mostly investing in people because yeah. yeah. a person, the people that are running the deal can make a deal go south so quickly, just as you said. So thank you for, thank you for saying that. And what a great, uh, great concept here, right? You take the cash flow from an asset that's stabilized. You, you use a line of credit, you take the line of credit, you lend out and then the profits that you're pulling back from both sides, you're investing into multifamily, which is allowing you, of course, tax advantages and other points right there. So talk to us about the, the type of yep. multifamily properties you, you look after here and what stands out to you and what's a target for you and your family? So um, the type of multifamily that we look for, so we're, we're currently investing in, I'd say two different types. Mo- mostly it's large, right? 200 units are larger. Um, and then it's, it's, a class and working class. So I like the A class properties right now, especially the, the the larger ones that can have an out sale to like an insurance company or some large institution like that. That that's okay with having that like four percent return, right? Um, that's what like that's literally what the exit plan is there. Um, then there's the C class property, the working the blue collar working class properties that are scattered over the country, like in uh, like, like in Kentucky, uh, like in North Carolina, um, those are more value add, right? So I don't really see cash flow. Like typically we don't see a lot of cash flow from them, like in the beginning. Um, but there's a huge payoff at the end, especially right now. If the market just, if the market keeps going the way it's going, people are just paying so much for multifamily. Um, I like to see assets that we get off market through broker relationships, like pocket listings. Um, but again, like the asset is such a far afterthought. It's it's really based on who, who, who the deals with, right? There are people, there are people that, that I've been doing business with now that like I'll invest in anything they, they, they present to me. Right. And then there can be a person who I barely know who, who does have a great asset um, like opportunity, but I'd be hesitant. Right. Cause I know, I just know, I just feel comfortable with the people that I know and they've, they've performed already. And that's not to say that, um, you shouldn't invest in someone new or create new relationships. But I think the important message that I want to get across is it's not that I'm looking for a particular asset. It's that I'm looking for a particular person that I can back. Yeah. So, so where does your business go now? What is the next line for the next four or five years? That is the question that I ask myself every <laughs> single day. Well, know, I think you should, right? I, I think if you get stale, stale with not asking that question, you're missing something, right? Yeah. You know, I think about, sometimes I think about um, when, 
when the deals go so right for the borrower or the developer, I'm like, man, should I have just put my money in as an equity partner instead of a loan? Like I made 10%, but these guys are making like 30, 40, 50%. And I see those numbers and it's crazy. And then I think sometimes, should I be doing syndication myself? Like I have a good network. I can raise money. Like I can do these things, but I think it, I think it comes back to like, do I really want to build that business out? It's difficult. Like what you guys is super like what you guys do is super difficult. I have no like, I have no like dream of being able to do what you guys do overnight. It takes time, like building out the property management relationships, building out the general contracting relationships, building out all of those vendor relationships. And you know, it's, it's trial by error, right? You, you learn, you learn by fun. I, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing until I don't feel challenged. And once I'm not, once I have that feeling, I may take like an equity position in a flip, like something small like that. But I don't have any dreams of building out a multifamily syndication business because I just understand how difficult that is. And um, I have enough going on with my commercial asset and my private money lending business and, you know, trying to build out what I'm already building out. Yeah, you say an integrated, integrated. And it sounds like you're creating your own superpower right now. Yeah. And you're, you're kind of at the cusp of something of like of greatness because what you're doing and we can see it it's like right there like your goal doesn't have to completely like switch lanes and this is for all the listeners out there if you're in a lane that you feel comfortable in and you're doing well there's always room for growth within that lane it doesn't mean you need to switch lanes you can focus and keep that focus in that lane and figure out how you can make that lane i guess you know pave the lane with gold so keep on going down that lane and just make it better yeah. and better and better. So we got a couple of uh, snap action questions for you. You ready? Yeah. Let's yes. go. Okay, cool. Got a, uh, what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Oh my God. Anything trust, but ver- trust, but verify. <laughs> super. That's a good one. It's super. If there's a, a, an event that stands out that's helped you accelerate your career, what is it? I think it would have to be last year's Mid-Atlantic Summit in Philadelphia. I think that's Dave Van Horn's event. I went to that and uh, that's towards, the, it's in October. And my goal for 2019 was to go, like because of that event, that was like one of the first events that I went to. And because of that event, my goal for 2019 was to go to one uh, meetup per month. And I've been able to do that thanks to you guys and thanks to Darren. Um, but that that meetup, the the uh, Mid Atlantic Summit, was a was like a huge catalyst for me. So, what are some words that you live by? Oh man, um, so this quote I like this quote: um, "To think is easy, to act is hard, to act in accordance with your thinking is the most difficult of all." Um, we all ha- we all know what to do, right? We all know to wake up early, you know, eat a balanced diet, exercise, you know, love our significant others, be good to our friends. We, we know those things. Um, acting, behaving that way is difficult, right? And behaving not in the opposite way is even more difficult, right? It's like we know these things, but we don't necessarily do them. Uh, so I always like to question what I'm doing with 
with what I think about what I'm doing. It's hard to explain, but um, yeah, I really like that quote. That yeah, that's right. So well said. It's like doing what you do behind closed doors is who you are, right? And so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, Sonny, thank you so much for coming on the show today. For for people that want to find out more about you, more about your company, uh, what's the best way to connect? Um, so they can follow me on Instagram. That's probably where I'm most a- active. It's at sunshack, S-U-N-S-H-A-K. And actually for this podcast, I created a passive investor's guide for being a limited partner in multifamily syndication. Awesome. So if they want to see you. that, yeah, of course. So if they want to see that, they can go to sunshack.com forward slash Yerusi. Nice. Yeah, man. Awesome. Sonny, thank you so much for coming on. Learned a ton. Just great mile you have. Really love watching your success. Glad we got to meet. Super excited to see where we go from here. And again, awesome. for uh, Sonny's uh, free giveaway, go to sunshack, S-U-N-S-H-A-K.com slash Yerusi. Awesome. Cool. That's it. Thanks, guys. See you soon. Have a great day. All right. Bye. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today. Alpha Funding Solutions, your capital partner backing real estate investors since 2007, providing the best combination of pricing and leverage in the market. Join Alpha's family of 1,000 plus successful and happy investors and let Alpha's team provide options in your next deal or reach out to discuss your future needs and strategy. So go to alphafunding.com backslash J and P. Again, that's alphafunding.com backslash J and P to connect or submit a deal today.